Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Trouble in Paradise. Everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, a podcast where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song one by one in alphabetical order. My name's Rob Carmack, and I'm joined here with J.B. Clark. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say something else. I was waiting on something else. No, man, I just tossed the red to you. I just decided to, like, hot potato that thing right over into your... You know, you know what that was, though? We, we should have planned that out. And because we didn't plan that out right now, what we're experiencing, J.B., is a little trouble in paradise. Little trouble in paradise. Little, but little hey, rift. We're in paradise. Little, little something, failure something, to communicate, something. as it were. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's cheesy. All right, so this song we're talking about today is the song Trouble in Paradise. This is officially the release of the song was in 1998 on the box set Tracks, which means it was an outtake. And what album is it an outtake from, you ask? Well, I think obviously this is an outtake from Human Touch. So the song was recorded in late 1989. I say obviously, this could have been a Tunnel of Love outtake, you know, sonically speaking, but it, it's, a, it's a human touch outtake. So this song was recorded in late ni- 1989, and it has a co-writing credit, JB. The co-writer of this song is none other than Roy Bitten, piano player, and also the only E Street band member who survived the band breakup in... Uh, 88. So um, after after the Tunnel of Love tour, Bruce very famously broke up the E Street Band and decided he could only rescue one member of the band, and he chose Roy. So Roy got to go on and, yeah, and continue to write and perform with Bruce, and Bruce was like, I'm feeling awfully generous to this guy Roy, who had a near-death experience when I killed, when, when I fired every friend that, he, that he's ever had, uh, but kept him on yeah. instead. And so then uh, Bruce and Roy <laughs> sat down to write a song, and this is one of the or actually I guess they wrote a couple because I think uh, Roy also wrote yeah. um, Roll of the Dice or co-wrote Roll of the Dice An- another one with just phenomenal lyrics so uh, this this song was co-written by Roy and, and uh, I think Real World did he co-write Real World? I think they both worked on Real World that, yeah that, Bitten that wrote most right. of the music yeah so so yeah, the, um, and Bruce, Bruce does not share songwriting credits light, lightly. So the fact that Roy has a, has a co-write credit means he really probably did a lot of the work on this song, um, except with Southside John. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they write songs together all the time. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the song has never that's been. That's pl- so funny. Sorry. What? I just I was saying I think that's so funny. Oh yeah yeah. Like. Um, that they always, they're the ones who always have songs that they wrote together out of all the people. <laughs> that is really Nothing funny. off of him. It's just like, that's funny to me. That's that's funny to that too. Who like, if anyone in the world could get it, Bruce to like give them a song or to write a song with them, he can do it. He can just call them up and be like, oh yeah. He's like, he's probably like at a meeting, you know, at his kid's school, and they're like, we need to auction something off. And he's like, oh, me and Bruce Springsteen will write a song for this. Yeah. Well, and I mean... And, <laughs> yeah, I'll call him right now. <laughs> and Bruce has bestowed songs upon other artists, like very famously Because of the Night with Patti Smith, or he tried to give Hungry Heart yeah. to the Ramones. Like, like he's... Bruce is very generous with, like, giving away his songs. A thing he does not do a lot is co-write songs for his own material and like leave yeah. the co-writing credit on on the song. Very, very, very famously, Bruce likes to be in full control of his entire catalog. Okay. But maybe, maybe, maybe not. He was not super worried about like, well, I don't know if I give a co-writing credit on Trouble in Paradise, 
you know, that it's going to put me in jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I doubt this was very costly yeah. for him. But um, so anyway, yeah, Roy has a co-writing cr- credit and um, this song has never been played live, JB. So do you feel like that's a that's a big misstep? Yeah. Do you think the song needs do you, think, do you feel like the song deserves the live treatment from the E Street Band? No, not at all. I don't at all. No. no. Yeah. Um, no, because because to me, the only thing that really like, you know, I guess the band could really rework some of that like super cheesy key arrangement you know but then you know you still got to overcome the problem of the lyrics <laughs> yeah uh, it's a real real stinker uh in the lyrics department oh. i gotta say that musically like some of the arrangement stuff i really like <laughs> yeah I don't even though i music. hate the tone well i don't i don't like any of the tones like i would have done like taking the sheet music and then giving it to different musicians like different instruments <laughs> yeah i can see uh that. yeah like um, the fake synth bass. <laughs> here, here's a question. Uh, not into it. Who do you think could cover this song and make it better? Okay, so Theo Katzman has a record called Heartbreak Hits. And I actually have this in my notes. I was going to bring it up. And so um, he's got this song that's like about doing the laundry. It's called uh, I Did the Hard Work. And it's about like doing the laundry and taking care of his lady like in a domestic sense. But it's super tongue in cheek. And he plays like these killer guitar solos. There's like really fun bass work on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really sweet and really s- stupid kind of lyrically. But it's really sweet because it's tongue in cheek. But it's also they do it all out. Right. So if he's going to go all the way out and how silly he is, like he's also going to play the rip in his guitar solo on top of it and sing like these really great melodies and harmonies uh, in a sort of a goofball way. Right. Instead yeah. of like being over instead of being overly. You know, like if Bruce wasn't like, you know, like you can just kind of see him like smugly, you know, like sit over his piano, you know, like when he's like really yelling, I'm sorry, baby. It's not it's not like fun, but the song is silly, kind of. And so, yeah, I think that Theo Katzman could cover this song and crush it. Oh, interesting. Because okay. he's done something similar. Yeah. Theo Katzman is the lead singer and uh, multi-instrumentalist in a band called Peck, V-U-L-F. P-E-C-K. Uh, they're awesome. But um, you're clicking also, a lot. What are you clicking on right now? Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's a nervous tick. <laughs> is that what that is? Because like for three years, I've been listening to you click your mouse and I've been wondering this whole time, like, what are you doing over there? Yep. Just a nervous tick. I highlight different uh, words in my notes as I go through them. I will try my best to stop. Oh, interesting. I thought you were just like pushing like play and like pause all the time or something. I don't know. I, I so very rarely encounter people who use a real mouse. And so, like, that's a very distinctive sound. Just, like, playing Minesweeper over here? I mean, who knows? Who knows what we're doing? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so so anyway, check out uh, check out uh, Theo Katzman's Heartbreak Hits and check out Wolfpack. And uh, did the hard work is, the, I think, the the way that the song could have been done correctly. Anyway, who do you think could cover it well? I don't know. I've been I've been kind of going back and forth between either someone who would make this song like super country or someone who could make this song like super R&B. Like so like I'm thinking somewhere in, on the spectrum between Margot Price and Sharon Jones and the Dat Kings. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like like for like for some reason this song sits somewhere in between those two sensibilities and it doesn't really effectively accomplish either of them. But I think some like an artist who is like fully in one of those two camps who could really just like like put their yeah. own stamp on this. That's what I uh, either like. I mean, Sharon Jones, I realize is no longer with us. So rest in peace, but like maybe like a Mavis Staples or someone in, in that sort of yeah. 
genre. Like I would like, say, uh, I don't think it sits between them. I think it either sits in yeah. Like I mean, you wouldn't have said it, but uh, like it firmly in either camp. That's like, what if I'm you saying, do it, this song all the way, you got to do it all the way, and then it works. That and maybe that's it. It's just that I'm, I don't I don't feel like there's a lot of buy in here. Like I, I don't I don't feel like the, like it's Bruce is kind of like sanctimonious. Yeah, and it, well, it's it, the way he performs it is it's it's a little oversimplistic, and but the things that he's saying, like there could you you could really sell this if you really committed to it, and and that's what I'm saying. Like someone like his country doesn't mind being a little bit on the nose and cheesy, and so you could either take it that direction or you could take it like a, way further into the soul direction and make it like make the cheesiness of it just sort of like an afterthought and really just put the soul into it, you know. And I. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one I would prefer, but you know, if Margot Price and or Mavis Staples is out there listening, feel free to each of you record your own version of the song. We'll decide which one is better. That's fine. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for y'all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I do think the melody is yeah, nice. Margot like, Price, you just shot us an email, or Mavis Staples shot us an email. I mean, Margot Price is on high right now. She's about to have a baby, so I assume she's catching up on podcasts while she's yeah, you know on maternity leave. Yeah. God, I would love, love, love to hear her cover this and like her to personally email it to us and be like, hey, guys, what's up? What's up the show? thought I would do it. That would be so good. That would be so cool. Oh I, gosh, I would, I, I, this song would all, like immediately move up to being one of my favorite songs if that happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it would become my favorite song of all time because I would somebody would be like, you like that song Trouble in Paradise? I don't really like it. And I would say, you know, I used to not like it. And then Margot Price emailed me her cover of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, not unlike Trapped, right? Like we talked about Trapped and how Jimmy Clifton didn't have a hit with it, and then Bruce Springsteen covers it, and now, now people think that's his song. Like I think Margot Price, or again, or Mavis Staples could do, or someone, or someone Staples. similar to either one of them could do that, and they could maybe make the song their own thing. You know, just putting it out there. Yeah, and there's some really great music and melodies going on. It's just, yeah, and I think so. Part of the thing is like country, and what like I was talking about with Theo, like like rock, rock. And um, and soul aren't sanctimonious. They're very willing to be over the top in pursuit of uh, kind of selling it, you know. Well, you can be very. And so earnest. I think that's yeah. You can be you can be overly earnest in those. Yeah, and, and without without. Being and I think that's what. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what that would make it. But this sort of like the space it's in right here is so not. Yeah. It. I think that's right. But again, I mean, again, I like the melody. I think I think it is. Like in general, I think it's a pretty song. Uh, it's just, yeah. it, it's just, it, it's Even just lacking he, in something as you listen to it. There's like melody stuff that he does that normally would really annoy me that I love in this song. I just don't love this song. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about these lyrics? Yes, I do. Always, I guess we skipped over music. Well, I guess it's super eighties. That's it. It sounds like a human touch outtake. Super, super eighties. Well, is there anything noteworthy? I don't want. Uh, I don't want to move too fast. No, there's not, but it's like it is like a mathematically correct uh in between eighty eight to ninety-two song. Yeah. Well and and the thing is, like the, I, I think he's speaking more about the um the, the the lyrical content than the music, but in in Rolling Stone magazine in nineteen ninety two, Bruce would describe his songwriting by saying this. He says, Throughout the eighty eight throughout eighty eight and eighty nine, every time I sat down to write I was just sort of rehashing. I didn't have a new song to sing. I just ended up rehashing Tunnel of Love, except not as good. That's how he describes the songwriting like sessions here. And I think that's right. Like I think a lot yeah. of what he's saying here in this song is kind of a less good version of everything that he has to say on Tunnel of Love. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it honestly sounds like if you gave a really good songwriter slash composer like the uh, 1989 uh, Pro Tools starter pack. And that's what we've got. <laughs> yeah. We've got some weird like uh, what are those little drum like those little uh, island drums uh, that almost sound like uh, sound like wind instruments. And we've got like. Just uh, some some weird tambourine on the hat, hi hat, and yeah, it's just that super cheesy synth. Um, but it's awesome. The chord progression's awesome. It's it is mathematically correct. Yeah, you know when he said this song was recorded in 1989. Yeah, it was. That sounds right. Absolutely. And Springsteen like really sings it, and the drums are like really great for a slow song recorded in 1989. He does kind of belt it. Uh, he really sings it. It's yeah. just like it's, it's it's uh, yeah. It's it's like a painting that you see at at um at uh Pier One Imports or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 there's nothing wrong with it. It would look really nice in your home. <laughs> uh, well, but it doesn't mean anything to anybody, <laughs> right? No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'll tell you what, let's get to the lyrics so we, we can start referring to this stuff. Let's do it. Um, all right, so here it goes. You do the drying, I'll do the dishes. Woo. Which, by the way, what is she drying if not the dishes? <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, you do the drying, I'll do the dishes. Who'll do the crying when all the wishes don't come true? You do the washing, I'll do the folding. Whose heart is breaking when whose arms are holding someone new? Sitting on a peaceful lake, sunning, didn't hear the roar of the waterfall coming. When it's all a storybook story, which, okay, uh, when it's all so easy and nice, <laughs> here comes trouble in paradise. So he's taking, what, what he's doing here, he, he's taking like these menial household tasks and he's juxtaposing them with the ultimate disintegration of this relationship, which again, this is all material he dealt with on Tunnel of Love, and he even, like, fully admits, like, yeah, I, was, I didn't have anything new to say, so I just tried to say all this stuff again, and it just didn't come out as well. So it, it has sort of, like, a sad, broken-hearted kind of guy feeling to it, and he's, like, like he's, we're talking about doing the dishes, but what we're really talking about is the disintegration of everything. And uh, then, really, the rest of the song is just more of that, but here, let's, just for posterity's sake, here we go. So it says, you did the yeah, dusting. Yeah, although I guess this time it's in past tense, which maybe is interesting. But you did the dusting, I did the sweeping. You did the driving, oh, and I did the sleeping a little too long. So now, <laughs> so now the he way like, he does that melody right there, a little too long, is I would normally hate the way he does that, but he sort of tags it on the end. Yeah, I love it. I think it sounds so good, except for the fact that like I do not like lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it says, on a picnic neath the sky so blue, we didn't see the rain and heartache coming through. When it's all an old black and white movie and you're sure you've seen the ending twice, here comes trouble in paradise. So then I guess this is the bridge where it says, you said everything was fine. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't see the signs. Oh, so beautifully you read your lines. But in a play where the hero has no vice and love comes without a price, so does trouble in paradise. So same, like basically like we, I should have noticed that something was not right here like while we were doing the yeah. dishes and the laundry i should have noticed that uh you were unhappy so which which kind of it kind of speaks to like the notion of like this guy is oblivious while the the person he's in a relationship with is miserable and he's fully unaware of that but um yeah 
Yeah, and so then it says, don't matter who did the dusting. So the first one is present tense. The next one is past tense. And the next one is past tense, but sort of with a a resigned sense of like, what, is it all, what does it matter anyway kind of sense. So don't matter right. who did the dusting or who did the sweeping, who did the trusting or who did the cheating when it's all gone. Laying in a field on a summer's day, waiting for the those gray skies to clear away, knowing all love's glory and beauty can vanish before you think twice, leaving trouble in paradise. And then it ends with like this little tag where it says, now we share the laughing, we share the joking, we do the sleeping with one eye open. Which again is not totally unlike Brilliant Disguise, except this song is not nearly as good as Brilliant Disguise. And some of the stuff that's happening in the song is, is kind of neat, the way he's sort of juxtaposing some of this imagery. But the problem is, is so he took this phrase, Trouble in Paradise, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, uh, what's that line? So uh, a lot of writers, uh, writing workshops, you'll hear someone say, avoid cliches like the plague. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's, so this Trouble in Paradise is a cliche, right? It's not like one of the bad ones that, is over over overused but it's definitely used a lot it's not clever it, um, it, it certainly isn't like yeah, breaking any sort of new ground no yeah it's specifically used by like moms of 17 year olds who are two months into their first relationship this sounds like a personal uh, story <laughs> no i'm just thinking about anytime somebody like a teenager comes downstairs after they've been so lovey-dovey and they come downstairs and they kind of have a frown on their face you know after they get off the phone with their girlfriend or whatever and the moms are always like uh-oh trouble in paradise yeah <laughs> you know like that's <laughs> trouble in paradise hmm yeah and so what he did was he was like okay so this is sort of cliched uh and we'll say it's not a 10 it's a six Right. And so he goes, what are some other phrases that are a six on the cliche phrase or <laughs> some other images <laughs> that are uh, that are cliche, you know, uh, like a six on the cliche phrase. Cool. I'm going to make this whole song out of those. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It, it just it yeah, doesn't feel like, like it takes... the roar of the waterfall while you were floating on the lake. Right. Yeah. Or. uh it's like an old black and white movie. <laughs> You've already seen the ending, or raining on a, you know, like on a, on a, uh, rain on your parade or your picnic. Uh, I didn't see the signs. You said everything was fine. I didn't see the signs. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like fine doesn't mean okay. Right? These are all six on the cliche scale. They're not the worst, but they're 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 all there. Yeah, they are, and including sleeping with one eye open. Yes. For sure. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, and, and it, it is, it is apparent that Bruce's heart is not in the songwriting of it. And like you said, when he's performing it, he's, he's doing, I think he's doing his best. I think he's, he's putting as much into it as he, as he possibly can. I'm not totally sure he spent a lot of time great thinking about this song when, like, when, when he was writing about it. Say what? Oh, I said it's a great vocal performance. It is. I think he did think about it a lot. I think it just isn't inspired. It feels like he really, thought about this these are all constructed you know what yeah. i mean these all rhyme very cleanly and it's construct there's no rules are broken no songwriting rules like it's very it's paint by the he, i think he slaved over this thing yeah it's i think he really really worked on it but it was just there's no inspiration so this is what you get which which confirms what he says do the work every day it, i mean yeah this that confirms what he says in 92 where he says 
I was just sort of rehashing the stuff that I already did. Like I didn't have anything new to say, which I mean, that's a terrible, that, that is a terrible thing to be someone who has had something to say all, all of his adult life and who, who always sort of had a sense of like, I want to do music because I have these stories I want to tell. And I want, I have these like sounds I want to put into the world. And just to kind of get to this point in his career in the nineties and he's just broken up the Eastry band and he's moved to LA and he's gotten married and then he's gotten a divorce and now he's getting remarried. And like in the midst of all that, he sort of found himself like, I don't, I don't have anything to say right now. And I, I think that was really hard for him. And it, it's interesting because I think, I think human touch and we'll talk, we can talk more about this when we get into the actual, like when we do the album by album recap after this whole thing is done. But human touch to me feels like he, he is trying to do tunnel of love again in a lot of ways for the most part, like, like thematically. But then it's like, he did all that and he got it out of his system and he jogged something loose. And that's why we have lucky town also. But this is, I mean, this is an outtake from human touch. This is, this is a song that wasn't good enough to be on human touch, you know? And I mean, right, that, yeah. that alone I mean, should say something. He's not at fault for this. You know, I'm not mad at him for this. He was obviously like got up and did the work every day of writing songs. This is just clearly the day that the muse didn't show up. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, maybe I that's mean, why maybe that's why Roy has the co-write credit because like maybe Bruce was just like, I'm stuck. I need I need somebody to come in here and weigh in on this for me because I don't really know what to do right now. And that's I mean every every person yeah. who does any sort of creating has those days. Like there 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 are days where you just like the the blank page is is like an emotional terrorist and uh, like I don't like what do you do with that? And it's and I don't know maybe Bruce would have a like we're we're speculating obviously I mean Bruce may have a totally different story about how this song came to be it just this this is what it, this is I think what it seems like to us as we look at it which is like I don't know you know I, I'm not I'm not totally sure where where the muse was on this particular day. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that comes out when I've been staring at a blinking cursor for thirty minutes. Yeah, like um, I can't I can't go home until I have something written. So you do yeah. the dishes, I'll do the or you know or whatever. Um, you did the drying and like there, the there's a really. There's a nugget in there, and the music's good. It's cool. Uh, he could have sold this, and it could have been the soundtrack to some teen movie where there's a, a couple, you know, clearly mad at each other, looking different directions, riding an escalator up a, you know, to the second floor of a mall, and he would have made, you know, tons of money. It would have been a, you know, whatever summer blockbuster hit teen romance <laughs> yeah it's perfect for that or, it's just that's not why we're bruce springsteen fans so. yeah or i mean if he'd handed it off to another artist and let that other artist kind of put their own stamp on it and their like we said like a um who was the person that you said theo katzman theo katzman or a soul singer or a country artist or some like something where maybe this would find itself a little more neatly placed in a genre because like for, I, I don't know i i just the song the song just isn't it, it it isn't anything specific, and so it just isn't really anything at all, you know. And, um, and but I mean, like you said, there are there are good things here. Like the the melody is good. There there are some things that are good, and I think another artist maybe who could come in here and and tinker with it and make it their their own might be able to get it off the ground. It's just I don't know. It it, it just isn't doing what it's attempting to do. I, I don't think. I said, and that's that. That's that. How many dry dishes do you give this song? One. Oh, I'm a two. The me- I, I like the melody a little too good, too too much to give it a, a straight one. But I, I'm a two. Yeah, I mean, I'm being mean about it. It's it's got some really <laughs> nice points, but yeah. Well, and but, it's, uh, I think it's a one. You know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe to we me. should say because I'm sure somebody's already in the middle of drafting their email. But uh, we, we recognize that 
Like for every song that we don't respond to, somebody out there made a sign and took it to a show or somebody out there put this on the, you be the boss half hour or whatever. Like it's, it's possible yeah. that this is, there's a Jesse Jackson out there and this is, this is that person's favorite song or like a, it, this is your better days or whatever. And, and that's great. It's got some great qualities. We, we talked a lot about them. It does. And, um, yeah, I yeah. love that the way you phrase that. It almost sounds like, uh, you know, whenever you go to a church and they have the same, no matter who gives it like the same speech for like the offering or whatever, mm-hmm. that's your version of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this morning, if you're not a member here, we ask you not to give. This is <laughs> we recognize that if you like this song, that for every song we don't like, there's someone out there. Who, <laughs> you just give it the it's, same every time. It's I part love of it. the liturgy at this point. Like any any time we give a yeah. any sort of negative review, like yeah, we understand. So like somebody out there is going to email and be like, well, you just don't get this song. Like, look, we get <laughs> yeah, this we song. Get it. There's nothing. There's nothing to not get about this song. The song's intentions are stated right on the page. It's not cryptic. It's not confusing. We just are not responding to it, and that's going to have to be okay with you. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're we're doing that, and um, you know, feel feel free to write and talk about why this song matters more to you than it does to us, and that's great because Bruce that, he took the time to to write it and to record it and to put it on this box set. He'd never once played it live, but he did. You know, he he birthed it into the world because for like at some level bruce must believe that somebody's going to respond to this song and so if you do then that means it's working so great it's just we aren't so sorry um anyway uh that's that's all i've got though any any final thoughts any um anything that we need to mention before we get out of here uh nope everybody, thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back we're not done with trouble just yet because we'll be back next time with the song trouble river so get ready trouble for that river. And uh, have a good one. See you next time.